listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl Janan right here on TKO. As you already know here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now so what is happening y'all i hope everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far goodness gracious i can't believe it's yet been another episode of tko and just looking at how many episodes we've uploaded thus far <laughs> just so i was you know i, I came into the studio hashtag cfru studios i love it here so much and um i was just gonna you know name this file that i'm actually recording and it just hit me that today marks our episode number 349 and to translate that into hours for y'all i think that's about 174.5 hours of just tko that's been broadcasted into the void talking about literally everything and anything combat sports related and that's just uh, blows my mind circa 2016 <laughs> we've been coming to you strong the brand is strong and uh, here we are so using this opportunity right now i just wanted to say y'all better mark it down your calendar for next week because next week is going to be what episode 350 of tko so i really hope that actually i don't think y'all can be ready there's no way that you can be ready so yeah you're just not going to be ready for what we have planned for next week so yeah i just i just wanted to give y'all a heads up in case you tune in la or next week and you're like what what's happening <laughs> what's going on well it's because it's going to be episode number 350 of tko and it's just probably the biggest milestone and that we've re reached so far and blows my mind it really does blow my mind and you know, using milestone checkpoint, should I say, like this, it just really hits me how far we have come with the show and how truly grateful I am as the host of the show to, you know, you guys, TKO Nation, for all of your constant love and support throughout the years. We would not be here right now if it if it wasn't because of you guys and you guys keep inspiring us through and through. We've literally survived so many ups and downs over the years. We've literally survived a whole pandemic. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's all the energy that I get from the feedback, the positive feedback from you guys that keeps me going every single week and makes me want to put out 
you know, stronger content every single time that we are on air. And uh, honestly, every time I come on here, it's like everything else and the outside world is just blocked out. And it's just me and you guys and the rest of the world against us. It just feels so amazing. So shout out to you guys, TKO Nation, for always having our backs here at TKO and for always just giving us that unconditional support while also giving us that little bit of constructive criticism if need be. Because, I mean, how else are we uh, supposed to have growth in our lives, right? So I really do appreciate that nonetheless. But uh, yeah, again, if it weren't because of you guys out there, we would not have made it this far. And also, of course, a huge shout out to our family here at CFRU 93.3 FM, our Fruby family, because again, this is where we started. Um, we, in we initially started as a radio show at CFRU. We're still a radio show at CFRU and uh, we are, should I say, yeah, I mean, 100% we are brought to you by CFRU 93.3 FM. I'm currently recording this episode from the wonderful studios at CFRU on campus and it's just such a beautiful evening to be <laughs> actually sitting inside the studio and recording this episode for y'all. Just wanna, I wish I had a video camera here because y'all could have actually seen what I look like and what the vibe and the aura is. So as I'm sitting here behind the mic, I am wearing my winter sweater. It's actually a Vincent Van Gogh sweater that I'm wearing, of course, with my chains out. And I have a little beanie on because um, your girl might be a little bit cold from all the on the all the wind chills outside. And actually, I think today marks the first official day that we've had the first snow of the year. And you know what? I feel like it's been a long time coming. And today is what, November? Well, y'all already know I pre-record TKO and today is officially November 27th and we had the first snow of the year. Or should I say, I mean like the new year, if that makes sense? Because I'm not, I'm not counting like the first few months of the year 2023 because of course we had snow and freezing rain and all the shenanigans with that. But I just mean it with, you know, prior to Christmas of this year, prior to Christmas time and the holiday time of 2023, it's the first snow that we have had. And um, it's strange. I mean, we all love snow when it first hits, but... As we all know, uh, living in Canada, uh, yeah, it's not fun when we have to shovel it and brush it off our cars, but it's fun. I mean, it definitely puts us in the right spirit before the holidays, so I'm, I'm kind of happy. It's, it's nice when you see it snowing out, but you're actually inside yourself. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you know, you just gotta just use the, uh, the the situation that is at hand and make the most out of it. I feel like that's the biggest lesson that we can take away from not just this scenario here with like snow. Because <laughs> I mean, snow, yeah, it has its own beauties and its own like difficulties. But why not take the good things out of it and just uh, put it to use, right? Like, 
when it's actually like this out, why not, if we do have the time and opportunity, why not take her, if we do have, for example, like computer work to do, why not go to a local cafe and just sit down, you know, get a nice hot latte, sit down, there's people chit-chatting around you, the vibes are just, you know, it's nice and warm inside, but you look from the inside out through the window and it's just... The snow is slowly coming down from the sky and hitting hitting the ground. And it's just, the vibes are just immaculate. It honestly resembles one of those dreamy scenes from your favorite <laughs> W Network Christmas movie. But, uh, you know, you just got to make the most out of situations like that. And, you know, the reason why this was so fresh in my mind is because I actually, that's exactly what I actually did before coming into the CFRU studio. After finishing some bench work that I had in the lab, I was like, yeah, I mean, I have a bunch of computer work to do, but why not just romanticize it in a way, right? Like with all the snow out and, you know, yeah, I do have a crap ton of work to do, but why not go to this, just like prepare the scenery in this romanticized way so that I can actually, you know, enjoy the journey while I'm working hard towards my goal, if that makes sense. So I really hope that we're able to implement mindsets like this more and more into our lives. And, you know, the the snow example is just a very small incident and example that we could be, um, you know, just implementing into our lives but it's definitely a metaphor for anything else that could be coming our way in life you know things that are okay in small amounts but you know if they happen to be in large amounts it can be overwhelming to us and actually hindering us from doing certain tasks but why not change our outlooks onto those situations and try to make the most out of them right so that's that's the lesson of the that's the lesson of the day and I really hope that at least it resonated with some of y'all out there but yeah, so I hope that everybody's enjoying the, the the late November vibes. I'm not sure if I said this on our previous episode. I feel like November is always grind time. And I'm personally really excited that this December is almost around the corner. And uh, we are able to just wrap up work as much as we can, but also prepare for the holidays because... It is the most wonderful time of the year. Okay, I I did not even attempt to sing that because I'm not a singer. But you know what I can do in the meantime? Uh, Yeah, how about we celebrate this with some uh, dance hall air horns? (laughs) It's the most wonderful time of the year indeed. (laughs) All right, so I hope that all of that was able to hype y'all up a little bit for today's episode and for the rest of the day as you have it ahead of you so what do we have lined up for today so today i actually want to briefly discuss some updates that have been happening in the world of combat sports specifically in the world of mixed martial arts there's actually a big big business update that i want to talk about and the implications of it But other than that, we do have a very exciting fight card for the UFC to break down for today. We have UFC on ESPN 52 happening this upcoming Saturday, December 2nd. And this fight is this fight card is happening in Austin, Texas, which I haven't seen the UFC uh, go to in a hot minute. So it's definitely nice to have them back in Austin. 
But this time around, it's going to be headlined by a very interesting bout between Benil Daryush and Armand Sarukian. And this fight, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm a huge fan of Benil Daryush. It's going to it's going to be for a lightweight bout. And Benil Daryush, we know he is the number four contender in the lightweight division right now. After all the shuffling and moving around that's been happening in the lightweight division with uh, Islam Makachev being the current champion and the number one pound for pound fighter in this weight division. You name it. There's been a lot of changes in this weight division and, um, Knowing what we know regarding Benil Dariush and his uh, incredible history within the UFC itself, he's one of those MMA veterans that doesn't matter how many times um, he's been fighting, you're always so excited to see him fight and not to go on a whole tangent here, but he, ha- I think partially that is because of his mindset on like every time he's uh, interviewed after fights, he always has this open-minded mentality, win or lose. He's a man of um, strong faith and doesn't matter again if he wins or loses. He always has the same strong, uh, should I say underdog mentality, but not in a bad way, more so in the way that he's always inspired to keep working on himself and keep on getting better with every fight, again, win or lose. And I think that is an, an amazing mindset to have, not just in the fighting world, not just in sports, but also in life. So I personally really look up to Benil Daryush. I've always looked up to Benil Daryush, and uh, I, I've always applauded uh, him and his mindsets, his teachings, and his philosophy, and as well as his style of fighting and amazing performances that he has put on over the years. So, um, <laughs> okay, I was going to talk about this um, other thing, uh, like the update that I wanted to t- tell you guys about. But since I'm already kind of deep into this uh, uh, bout, just describing this bout for y'all, why not just go through and fully break it down, right? Uh, that's just how we do things here on TKO, you know, not to sound messy, but y'all already know if I get into something... I will keep on ranting about it forever. So now that we're here, let's keep on (laughs) ranting about it forever. So talking about Benil Daryush, moreover, uh, like I was saying, he is currently the number four ranked contender in the lightweight division. Islam Makachev is the current champion. And to just put this into perspective for y'all. So Islam is the champion. We have the number one contender being Charles Oliveira. Number two being Justin Gaethje. Number three being Dustin Poirier. And number four being Benil Daryush. Now, for Benil Daryush to be among these like lists of names, that's pretty incredible to me. Um, because like, like I was saying, you know, these guys like arguably... In my opinion, anyways, in my humble opinion, anyways, it's really hard to say, oh, like Dustin Poirier is better than Justin Gaethje or vice versa, or Charles Oliveira is better than Justin Gaethje or Dustin Poirier. Um, I mean, Islam is, Islam Makachev will always be that top tier champion and the person who has yet to be uh, revealed to be 
uh, well, he is invincible, but like the opposite of invincible. <laughs> Sorry, my brain just glitched for a second. But so like we're not talking about Islam. Islam is the champion and is the number one pound for pound fighter. We're just going to let him be where he is. But talking about the other contenders, the top contenders in the lightweight division, Charles Oliveira, Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier. And for Benil Daryush to be in that list of names, that tells you something, bro. That tells you that, you know, this man, he's been putting on some amazing performances over the past little while. And um, again, doesn't matter if he wins or loses. He just puts on such great performance every single time. He is not the type to come in and put on a cautious fight so that he can just win through points. He's not that type of person. Every time he comes in, he will come in with full-on power, you know, fight smart, um, but also not really leave any room for regret. And that's what I really, really enjoy about Benil Daru's style of fighting. He's just that type of person. And indeed, that is why he deserves to be in this like list of basically Mount Rushmore for all these uh, lightweight fighters that I just mentioned to you. So shout out to Benil Dariush. And I really hope that that kind of put to perspective how high level of a fighter Benil Dariush is and has been. So um, to briefly talk about some of the most recent fights that he has had, he has had notable wins against... Uh, and I'm so sorry if I'm butchering their name here. Matus Gamro, who was a, uh, I, in all honesty, I have to be totally honest, I have not uh, actually watched this fight, I think, because I'm not really familiar uh, with this individual, this fighter, but I know that he actually won that fight through unanimous decision. He's won a, another fight against. Um, UFC legend Tony Ferguson. He's fought, he's uh, won fights against uh, who Drew Dober, Tiago Moises, so many uh, so many other guys. You know Michael Johnson, Jim Miller. The most recent fight that he had though was against Charles Oliveira, and although he lost that fight through a TKO. You know, looking at his record overall, we see that. Things are, you know, he, he's been pretty dominating as a fighter since 2018. And um, he's not he's not really scared to put on a good show if it means at the expense of his, I mean, literally getting TKO'd. And that's exactly what he did against in that in that fight against Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira, I mean, he, we're talking about a former lightweight champion here. So, in all honesty, I wouldn't give Benil Daryush a lot of grief in this aspect. But um, talking about his most recent experiences, these are the these are the list of fighters that um, Benil Daryush has had notable performances against. Now, to talk a little bit about his opponent here, Arman Sarukian, who is from Armenia, and I'm so sorry, I have. Uh, <laughs> probably butchered his last name I should know better on Persian but uh, Arman Arman I'm really excited to see him fight we're talking about some young blood here in the UFC and um, this guy he actually lost the fight that Benil won against Matus Gambro 
uh, Armand actually lost a fight against the same guy. And these two fights that these two guys had were not that far apart in date. So, yeah, I mean, like, I don't think it really shows anything <laughs> per se. It's just that, you know, they've had uh, some opponents in common and... Yeah, I mean, not everybody has the same set of skill sets, so it makes sense why one person would win against the same person and the other person would lose against the same person. But that's that's been the only guy, from my knowledge, who uh, the two guys have fought in common, if uh, that's, that's one thing to point out. Now, interestingly enough, Armand has fought Islam Makhachev, the champion Islam Makhachev, before Islam was the official lightweight champion back in 2019. And interestingly enough, and surprisingly enough, he won that fight through, or excuse me, he lost that fight through a unanimous decision that was uh, announced in favor of Islam Makhachev. So that shows you that, you know, he at least had enough stamina and strength to stand up against the phenomenal wrestling of Islam Makachev's, which I think, you know, no matter what era of Islam, you, Islam Makachev you look at, he's always had this top-tier wrestling be- thanks to his, um, uh, you know, training that's uh, been done under the supervision of the one and only Habib Nurmagomedov in Dagestan, right? Like all these Dagestani guys, <laughs> they just have top-notch wrestling skills. And uh, so for Armand to have not like been finished through a grappling dominated sort of thing against Islam Makachev, that's pretty impressive. I mean, yes, he lost the fight, but... I wouldn't really give him a lot of grief in that aspect because he still was able to stand up against Islam Makhachev and fight the fight that he had to. But that that was pretty interesting to me. And I just feel like that just kind of shows us that Armand Sarukian is not the guy that would just be scared away from fighting big name fights or guys that we would think as kind of quote-unquote scary guys in the division so in this case I feel like you know as much as he is this like young blood again in the lightweight division I feel like this will be a really really interesting fight for him against Benil Daryush I feel like if anything this is probably the true test of skills for him against Benil Daryush uh, to go back to that Islam fight that he had, uh, I mean, yeah, Islam Makachev has always been so incredibly good, but this was the time that Islam wasn't at his prime, in my opinion. But now, this is the time that Armand Sarukian is fighting against a very well-seasoned fighter and a veteran, and that person being Benil Darius. So, I'm really curious to see how he is going to be performing in this fight. Benil Daryush, he also comes from a very strong uh, grappling and BJJ background, actually. So I'd be curious to see how uh, Armand is going to be strategizing in this fight against Benil. 
so far in his fights, he's shown to be quite well-rounded. He's able to mix it up here and there and switch styles as needed in order to adapt to whatever the other person is uh, presenting towards him inside the octagon. So in this case, I'd be curious to see how he will perform against that grappling and jiu-jitsu skills of Benil Daryush. Now, to talk about a weakness of Benil Daryush in this case, probably in most cases actually, is that Benil Daryush is actually shown to be kind of prone to getting knocked down in fights and... So he needs to really, I mean, it doesn't matter what fight he goes into. If he's fighting against a young prospect or a well-known fighter, doesn't matter who he's fighting against. A punch is a punch and a punch may knock him down, unfortunately. So I would just, I mean, I don't know if he's listening to this episode or not, but I would actually pre-warn him about that. And uh, if I were in his corner, I would 100% warn him about, you know, keeping his guard up all the time making sure that he's at a reasonable distance from Armand Sarukian so that he's not hit as much striking-wise, but instead employs a lot of his um, uh, grappling skills so that he's able to dismantle uh, Armand Sarukian's um, uh, fighting style in this case. Because I feel like Armand, you know, when, when we're dealing when we're dealing with young guys, young prospects, They'll just do anything. And like those things can be so unexpected. And that's not the sort of thing that Benil Daryush should be seeing in this fight. Like he he should be doing literally anything so that he is he's not having to put up with that in this fight. But either way, I'm so incredibly excited for this fight. And once again, don't forget this fight is happening this upcoming Saturday, December 2nd. Main card is starting at, oh my God, I was going to say 2 p.m. Starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And I think this is because they're having it in Texas. So with the time differences and whatnot, they want to make sure that everything is going to work out good. But yeah, that's that. Um, There's some other really interesting fights happening on this fight card, but unfortunately we're not going to have enough time to talk about them. But I'm just going to briefly mention that Rob Font is also going to be fighting against the former bantamweight champion Davison Figueredo. This is the third last fight of the evening, so make sure y'all uh, watch this fight as well. I wish we had more time to break it down, but unfortunately we do not. But please make sure you watch it. What else? Okay, so I'm just going to leave it at that for this fight card. And now I just want to briefly talk about that business update that I was uh, talking about in the beginning of the show. So drum roll. We have had a lot of interesting, should I say, in the words of Cardi B, money moves over the past little while in the world of mixed martial arts specifically on behalf of PFL, the Professional Fighters League, which has been making a lot of announcements recently. Uh, One of the most notable uh, news updates that they had made recently was the fact that they had signed the former heavyweight champion of the UFC, Francis Ngannou, and that Francis Ngannou is also now, like he has some uh, stock shares in the company and he kind of runs the company in a way. 
something like that. But uh, so yeah, PFL has been making a lot of uh, news recently. And one of the over the past week, one of the biggest news updates uh, regarding PFL was that PFL has now officially bought Bellator MMA. Bellator, we all know, was or has been the other mainstream MMA organization based in the U.S. So if we talk about the UFC as the biggest MMA, like mainstream MMA organization based in the West, should I say, Bellator was the second biggest one, in my opinion, in the in the West again, not talking about other organizations. And Bellator itself initially had purchased Strike Force, and uh, Scott Coker was the CEO of Bellator. And now Bellator itself has been purchased by the Professional Fighters League, and uh, the Professional Fighters League has actually announced that with this purchase in 2024, they are planning to have the biggest MMA sort of tournament situation ever, period, in the history of all MMA in that they're going to have a almost like a tournament of champions between their champions, the PFL champions versus the Bellator champions. And let me tell you, with this purchase, this business purchase, there's a lot of money and movement and the fighters are getting paid so well, which enlightens my heart and makes me so happy. And on top of that, I'm just so happy because both organizations have an amazing list of fighters and to be seeing champions fight against champions is going to be absolutely phenomenal. So I just wanted to mention it on the show. And when the time approaches for that big tournament, we're going to be talking about it in more detail. All right. I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week, y'all. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. You can also go to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to download our episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Janandra here, and this is TKO. Peace out. Yeah.